Hey everybody, you're listening to Don't Be Afraid of Your Dreams, the podcast where we talk about the movies we love and the monsters we all face. I'm your host, David Anderson, and today we're talking about self-care and survival with a little help from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Come on in. I'm glad you're here. You know, with everything that's been going on in the world, I wanted to spend just a few seconds at the top of the show in peaceful tranquility. So I've lit some candles, I've brewed some tea. Find a spot and get comfortable. No, not there, I just vacuumed. That, sure. I mean, I was gonna sit there, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. Now when you're ready, I want you to just breathe with me. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Focus on your breathing. Just be present. Just be here with me in the moment. Inhale, stillness. Exhale, insanity. Inhale, strength. Exhale, bonkers bullshit. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. Much better, don't you think? So, as a human being on the planet, and as the empathetic, sensitive person I know you are, you've probably been feeling a bit of, or a lot, of unease over the past week or so. Whether it's what's been going on in, let's say, the collective or something that you're dealing with in your own life. Here, let me take a look at you. Turn around. How's your head? Haven't had any complaints yet. No, sorry. This is serious. No. You haven't taken a mallet to the head. Let me check the front. No, you're intact. I know you feel like you've taken a chainsaw to the soul, but you're okay. You might not feel okay, but you're okay. Personally, I've been feeling like my van pulled over and picked up a hitchhiker who's been filling my mind with insane ramblings, prophecies of doom, and something about head cheese, maybe? What? I don't. I I never should have stopped for that guy. If you can stay in your lane and just keep driving, that's probably a good idea. There's all kinds of crazy out here on the side of the road trying to flag you down and lure you into a fear spiral. If that's already happened, it's okay. We're going to make it out of here, I think. Whatever it is you're processing and however you're feeling about it, I want to remind you how important it is to practice self-care and make sure you have some processes or coping mechanisms in place to support you. Hopefully you have a friend you can call to talk it out or a sheet cake you can eat. Just me? Fine, shut up. Sometimes that's enough. But whatever your coping mechanism is, it doesn't have to be particularly profound or sophisticated. If you're feeling overwhelmed and need to tap out, I want you to take just 15 minutes to do something that makes you feel better. 
For those of us who love horror, sometimes a primal scream that dissolves into hysterical laughter can be the best medicine. I don't know about you, but these movies that I love are trusted friends who've gotten me through some tough times. I had some dark days in the early 2010s when every Friday night after a soul-crushing work week, I would put on headphones and pretend I was Jocelyn Donahue, walk up the street to pick up the pizza I'd ordered, and watch The House of the Devil. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, that was exactly what I needed, and I didn't question it. For most of my life, I would always go to sleep watching a horror movie, and that's a habit I've had to wean myself off of as part of adjusting to cohabitation. Can you believe not everyone wants to be lulled to sleep by Friday the 13th? Weird. For me, the sound of <laughs> is like snorting crushed up Ambien off the top of a sharper image sound machine and chasing it with a shot of NyQuil. It's not a profound revelation that horror can be cathartic. There's an emotional release you can experience when you go on a 90-minute journey. And for me, a great horror movie has always been one of the best containers into which I can pour my fear and anxiety. Probably for that reason, my favorite subgenre by far is slasher. There's nothing more satisfying or therapeutic than spending some time with your favorite final girl who finally rises up to say enough is enough. I'm sick of this bullshit. You've taken my friends. You've made me question whether or not I have what it takes to make it through this. I've got nothing left to lose and I am coming for you. Nancy, Lori, Jenny, the list goes on and don't you worry, they're all going to get their due on this show. But today the one that's really with me is Sally Hardesty from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And on some of my worst days, that movie is one I've turned to. Texas Chainsaw is everything I hope to be. Lean and mean, scary and funny, artfully constructed with minimal resources, terrifying, but with a knowing sense of humor. Yeah, sometimes things get so absurdly awful that all you can do is laugh at yourself. And the last 15 minutes of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre are a transcendent cinematic experience. I'm not sure there's a more harrowing, disturbing, or ultimately more satisfying sequence in any other movie. If you're a fan of the movie, you probably know a lot about the production itself and the challenging conditions under which that dinner scene in particular were filmed. The crew shot for hours on end, through the night, with the windows covered to block out daylight in the middle of the hot Texas summer, raw meat and set pieces constructed from real bones and animal carcasses rotting under the set lights. That scene feels real. It feels like something you shouldn't be watching. It feels like an authentic depiction of sanity being fed through a meat grinder, and for good reason. According to the cast and crew, the line between fantasy and reality got a little blurry as filming went on, and for me, it's the ultimate masterclass in dread, and I respond to it no matter how many times I've seen it. And you know, the final act of that movie, from Sally regaining consciousness to find herself at that dinner table, through to the climactic chainsaw dance, is something I'll sometimes throw on just to have that experience without even watching the whole movie. Maybe do some sit-ups with it on in the background like Patrick Bateman? No? Okay. But it's not because I take some sadistic pleasure in torturing myself or watching someone else be tortured. There's something about it that allows me to reframe whatever pain, fear, or anxiety I'm dealing with and kind of work through it, transmute it, render it inert, knock it down a few pegs. And it's oddly meditative. It distracts me, quiets my mind, and allows me to fill my tank with some secondhand resilience by way of Sally Hardesty. So let's talk about Sally. Unfortunately, her experience has never been more relevant. Here we have this group of maniacs, a clan of men egging each other on to do unspeakable things, intent on asserting power over a woman they've drugged and abducted, leering at her and mocking her pain. And judging by the collection of cars hidden from view on their property, this has been going on for a long time, unnoticed and unpunished. But those creeps finally meet their match with Sally. Sure, she's probably easy to underestimate, all weighted down by her bell bottoms, 
tromping around in a dreamy, Joni Mitchell-esque hippie haze of peace and patchouli. But I'll tell you what, Sally has seen crazy from both sides now and she can drink a case of whatever the hell you're serving and still be on her feet. I love and respect Sally because her toolbox is limited. Unlike some of her final girl counterparts in other films, she doesn't have the benefit of, oh, a degree in child psychology, telekinesis, or even the luxury of time to hatch a plan and set some traps. She finds herself smack in the middle of the worst night of her life and has to decide if she's going to survive. And survive she does. Sally escapes the most awkward family gathering of all time by crashing straight through a plate glass window. Maybe something to keep in mind as an option as we head into the holidays. With Leatherface and our old friend the Hitchhiker in hot pursuit, she somehow manages to lurch her way to the nearest road where she hops into the back of a pickup truck and speeds away to safety. Covered in blood, laugh screaming, broken, but alive. And you know what? Some days that's the best we can hope for. Just getting through it. So this week, I urge you to channel your inner Sally. Use what you got. Doesn't have to be pretty. And don't be afraid to ask for help. You don't have to do this on your own. I'm here in my pickup truck with the engine running. If you need to hop in the back, I gotcha. Let's kick it to the Horacle. I'm going to draw a card from our divination deck. And the card we have drawn is Transcend Your Story. The picture on the card is Nancy from Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Oh, I'm sorry, Heather. Heather Langenkamp from Wes Craven's New Nightmare, holding the script of her life in her hands. And the card reads, have you been telling yourself the same tired story again and again? Have you managed to convince yourself that you're the victim of circumstances beyond your control? Are you paralyzed by self-doubt or the memory of past events which you believe have negatively influenced your life? It's time to transcend your old narrative and take control. You are the author of your own life and are responsible for shaping things to your liking. Tell a new story beginning now and do your part to make sure this one has a happy ending. Okay, remember, you're in control of your life. Be mindful of how you're telling your story and how you respond to the circumstances around you. You're the hero. So what would a hero do? Go crashing through a window, maybe? Yeah, I like it. If that all feels like too much, just keep it simple. Just do something that makes you feel better. 15 minutes, that's it. My version of that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre meditation. Massacration? Rolls right off the tongue. But my takeaway from that 15 minutes is, if Sally can make it, we can too. Sometimes the only way to survive is to out crazy crazy. They'll never see us coming. Bye. This show is an Unreliable Narrator production. For more information, visit unreliablenarrator.org.